Hi, I'm Ben Harper. Hey, this is Brad Lukowicz. Hey, this is Lou Temple. You know me as Axel on The Walking Dead. This is Smooth Bess Henderson. Hi, this is William Duvall, singer of Alice in Chains. Hi, this is Jim Cuddy from Blue Rodeo. Hi, I am Zach Wood. Hey, guys, it's Alexis Adoria, seven-time NHRA national event champion. Hey, what's going on? This is Bubbles. This is Ricky. Julian. And you're listening to the Toddcast Podcast, baby. <laughs> when you get a chance to take a break, recharge and turn off your brain, turn off your phone, you need to take that break. We've been running best ofs and just kind of repurposing past podcasts for most of July and August. I, I took the break. I needed the break. Hung out with the family, my wife, Jess, my two boys, James and Levi. Crazy that those kids are going into grade four and grade six. They were four and two when we started this podcast back in 2015. So we did a, a week in Tofino this summer, just kind of beach bombing it, which was great. Did some, well, actually a lot of outdoor swimming at the new Brighton pool there. A lot of local walks, you know, bringing the pop Sarge, who's now almost a year old. We're supposed to head to the Okanagan for the last 10 days of August, but you know, the forest fires kind of stopped that. In fact, Airbnb sent me an email to give me the heads up. Hey, by the way, people are evacuating their homes. They're being put on alert. Very scary stuff. So we didn't end up going up there. We kind of missed out on a lot of stuff. In fact, uh, my mom's up there in Summerland. Jess's uncle is in uh, Penticton. Her brother is in West Bank. Of course, they're beautiful families as well. Jess's mom and stepdad were supposed to be coming out from, from Ontario. They canceled the trip as well. Same for Jess's sister. It was a big family thing, but you know how it goes. COVID, the summer wildfires. It's been an unforgiving, unforgettable 18 months, has it not? Although all in all, we'd had a, we had a great summer. Most of it was pretty laid back, pretty chill, lots of great eats, almost firing up the barbecue daily. Uh, lots of good drinks as well. Nude vodka soda, Red Truck beer. You know that they've been sponsoring the podcast for years. Red Truck since 2015. Nude vodka for the last couple of years, although they've only been a company for since 2017. Of course, we love that they're the official beer and vodka soda at all times of the year, but summertime, for whatever reason, just kind of hits differently. So yeah, we're back to it. You'll notice a slightly different overall feel to the podcast. If you're a regular listener, you'll notice what I mean almost right away. But yeah, we're back to it. Trying to find a couple new sponsors for the fall and winter. We're back to booking interviews and emailing with PR companies and Zoom interviews out the wazoo. And we're coming out swinging with a bronze medalist from the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. You'll hear from race walker Evan Dunphy in this week's podcast. We also grabbed holistic health coach Irene Jay as well, and you'll love what she's all about. As we always do, there will be three guests this week, and we'll fire things up with our musical guest, Danko Jones. That is brought to you by Pineapple Sound, a recording and mixing studio in Langley since 2013. They also welcome podcasts, voiceover actors, whatever else you can do in a recording studio. Check them out through pineapplesound.com. Now, this is Danko's second appearance on the podcast. They've been around since 1996, 25 years. Wow. And if you've listened to any good rock radio station chances are you've heard them in some capacity in regular rotation danko's new album called rock trio just came out last month on august 27th and of course with covid it's a new style of writing an album writing during a pandemic 
written during the pandemic. I mean, before the pandemic, we had about five or six ideas kicking around that eventually made it onto the album, but they weren't fully realized songs. They're just riffs. Right. So the whole album was written during the pandemic. Um, yeah. And, and what was that like? Was it much different than the normal, like writing and recording? Yeah. Obviously, you took so the mask like off a, the scene, but yeah. So we're a band that you know we're an organic band that you know we bash out songs in front of each other for hours until something you know kind of sparks. And uh, this this one, we couldn't be in a room together, so we had to send files back and forth, which is something that I've heard other bands do, but I've always you know been skeptical of it. Um, so yeah, it was great that we did it and it worked, you know, so much of the skepticism after the first song was written faded and we just proceeded to do all the songs. And, and it, you know, when we had nothing to do, there's no tours, there's nothing other than staying at home all day long. It allowed me from my end to like work on lyrics a little more, guitar solos a little longer than I usually would, <laughs> uh, melody lines. So so as, as much as it was a new and weird kind of way to do it, there was some good, good uh, outcomes from it as well. So, you know, I think Power Trio stands alongside our other previous albums without any kind of real, um, you know, it doesn't sound like, oh, that's the record that was written in right. the pandemic. Yeah, I think we all learned a little bit about ourselves during COVID, maybe even a little bit too much about some of your friends on Facebook. Wink, wink. Danko talked about writing the album Power Trio and the songs that kind of came together quickly. Yeah, so the first song we wrote in the pandemic from beginning to end was a song called Blue Jean Denim Jumpsuit, track six. And, uh, you know, JC arranges most of our songs. So he had arranged the riffs that I kind of sent him. I did some vocals for it and he played bass on it and I played guitar on it. And there was just a metronome. And if you, anyone was to hear it, it just doesn't sound like much. But once Rich sent us back his drums and JC put it all together, the song just, just the energy came out. And that was really eye-opening for me. And I, I really, that's the, the moment when I thought, yeah, we could really do this. This sounds right. like on par with any song that we've written that really jumped out on the album and, and still that's remains one of my favorite songs off the record. And that was the song that kind of, for me, uh, inspired me personally to, to keep going. JC was the one who said, look, we got to do this no matter what. Mm. And of course I said, okay, you know, we'll do it. Of course. If, if he said that we got to do it or else we're right. done as a band, you know, cause if this thing is over in a year and we don't have a record out, we're screwed. You know, you, you for a band like us, as long as we've been around 25 years, we're still not a legacy band where we can just tour on our number one hits. We have to write new albums and give us an excuse to tour and, you know, to live. So, so that's what we do. And we have to be ready. If we had 10 number one hits, we could have just coasted through the pandemic and then waited till it's over and then just go back on tour and play those, you know, dozen number one songs and everybody will be happy we're not there um so that's what we got to do uh gotta keep making records and so that's why jc said we got to do this during the pandemic and i didn't want to i wanted to just curl up into a ball and tell tap me on the shoulder when it's over yeah i still have that feeling i i really sure. you know i think a lot of people do 
I think we talked to Danko Jones for just over 20 minutes this time. You can hear it right now at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud accounts. You can check it out, see it at our YouTube account. They're all available at Toddcast Podcast. We got into Star Wars and Star Trek, loved his thoughts on that. Slash and Todd Kearns came up. We talked about seeing hologram shows like that Ronnie James Dio tour that they did a couple of years back. And if you follow Danko online, you know that he is not afraid to share his opinion. I've never been political. Um, it's only in the last few years uh, really? where I've kind of, uh, I've kind of publicly stated where I stand on things. I've never, we've never been a political band. I don't like polarizing people, um, but it's only during these days where things are so div- divided. Um, but I'm not saying anything controversial. At least I don't believe I am. All I'm saying is don't be racist. Don't be a homophobe. Don't be sexist. And as long as your health allows get the vaccine to help old people and kids at this stage in 2021. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not, I do not think I'm saying anything out of line, anything controversial. I think I'm pretty, I'm towing the line. I'm not going out on a limb. I'm as far as I know, I'm saying some pretty common sense things. Um, hundred percent. I would never say anything that, that, that um, crosses the, those lines. So I don't really feel comfortable being tagged as a political person or a political musician or, you know, one of those political, we're not, I, I just like, but in 2021, it is kind of controversial to say, don't be racist. <laughs> it's so, because <laughs> it's gotten to that point where people are so brazen now. Um and it could be just the social media feeds that I follow that that always post these, you know, like smartphone videos of racist people or or anti-maskers, and it gives you um, the feeling that oh my god, they're they're the majority. But sometimes no, it's well, just, just gone viral because it's just so out of the ordinary. But right. it gives you a false sense of so. I, sometimes I really don't know. But when you think about anti-mask rallies and people like being very pu- public and very loud about their anti-mask stand stands, um, you forget the silent majority already got vaccinated, are all following guidelines. And it just kind of screws you with your head sometimes when you see all these like videos online. So I, I really don't know. All I know is what I've always done since I was, you know, graduated from being a teenager to an adult is can I look myself in the eye and um, yeah everything I post I don't really think I'm posting anything crazy musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by pineapple sound providing recording and mixing services for a wide range of artists and genres since 2013 check them out at pineapplesound.com
That band is Brass Camel and an awesome song for those guys called Issues. You are less than, what, a couple of weeks away now from their show at the Rickshaw Theater. That's coming up on Saturday, September 18th. Brass Camel, Ben Sinister, and Bad Magic, which will be a great show. Coming up in just a few minutes, in Listen to This, UFC strawweight fighter Randa Marcos talks about enrolling kids into martial arts and when you should do that. That's powered by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, RV Service and Repair, ICBC accredited. You can find them online. Search out Tedco RV Supplies on Facebook. First, the second of three Toddcast guests this week is our sporting guest, Tokyo 2020 Race Walk bronze medalist Evan Dunphy. Say that a few times fast. Brought to you by Joyce Heating Services. They are family-owned and operated, heating the lower mainland since 1960. Now, up until the Tokyo Olympics, Evan's Twitter bio said something like non-medalist Olympian or something to that effect. Now it says world champion medalist slash Olympic medalist. He's a good dude, a local guy that lives in Richmond and the kid can walk. He talked about preparing to race walk in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics by starting out in Richmond, walking into Vancouver through Stanley Park and then back to Richmond. Could you imagine doing something like that on a regular basis? 30K? Like, sure. No problem. I may be grumpy by the end of it. It's doing these kinds of walks over and over at high speeds that got Evan ready to compete at the Olympics. Check out how close his event was from first place to fourth place and no medal. Yeah, so the, the nice thing is we compete on a two-kilometer loop. Um, so unlike the marathon where, uh, you kind of just, you know, you go off, you, you, you run for 42 K and you start somewhere and you finish somewhere. We okay. just do 25 laps around a, a two kilometer loop. So you can always see where your competitors are and have that sense wow. of, of how the race is unfolding. Um, so that's helpful, but certainly going into that final lap with two K to go, I think I was 18 seconds back of, of third place. And, um, and, uh, I was actually sitting in fifth place at that point. I was, you know, still had a couple of guys to get ahead of. And it was funny because the guy that finished and was just ahead of me was the guy that beat me at world champs a couple of years ago by two seconds. Oh, okay. So my first thought was, okay, just, I can't lose to, I can't use the yow again by, you know, by two seconds, get past him. And so I put my head down and I, I sort of, you know, was managed to get past him. And then I was, was like, oh crap, I'm in fourth again. Oh, come on. I mean, you can't finish fourth again. So it's kind of like, it was that, that there was that weird self-talk that was kind of like very me of like, it was kind of, uh, you know, self-deprecating, but still incredibly motivating to, to yeah. kind of like, Oh, okay, no, I can't do this again. All right. You know, refocus, put your head down and figure this out. And yeah, I didn't pass the third place athlete until about 200 meters like, to go right there, dude. Yeah. I'm watching it on the, on the TV as it's unfolding. Like, so uh, how far when you're like, okay, I got to pass buddy. I'm not going in fourth again. Like just visually explain like how far away he was from you at that point where you're like, I'm, I gotta, I gotta catch this guy. Yeah. So coming towards the last, uh, maybe 800, 900 meters was kind of, I had been real. I'd been asking my body for a little bit more, um, for many kilometers at that point, I was kind of on the edge with, with, uh, my hamstring was kind of cramping and, I just kept asking my body for just, you know, give me a little bit more, give me a little bit more. And it wasn't, it was sort of saying, Nope, this is your limit. This is your limit. And <laughs> with like 800 meters to go, finally, you know, whatever it was, I, I 
really just thinking back to all my friend, my friends and family at home who were walking every step of the way with me and whatever it was in that moment just gave me that next extra gear when my body just said, okay, go. Um, and so from there it was, it was never really even, I, I don't remember what was going through my head. I just remember sort of seeing, uh, the athlete from Spain come around the, the top bend and thinking, oh, he's, I can catch him. Like, like he's not that far ahead and, and coming around that, that top end and just booking it for the finish line. And, and remembering I, the one thing I remember is how close the, the finish line looked at that point. And I was like, oh, I'm going to, do I have enough room? Am I going to be able to make this? Like, and then once I got by, I'm thinking, oh good, that finish line's really far away, <laughs> way still. It was, you know, that foreshortening effect looking down straight at it. I was thought it was way closer than it was. And, um, and once I actually moved into, uh, to third, I kept, I remember thinking, oh, there's still, I still have like 200 meters left. Like I have plenty of space. Right. right. And meanwhile, the people ahead in one and two, they're like right close too. So you pretty much walk, watch those guys walk through to gold and silver, right? Yeah. The whole race. I mean, it's amazing how a three hour and 50 minute race can come down to seconds, you know, less than a second per kilometer. Um, yeah. it's, it's insane that the guy that won the race at one point had like a three minute lead. Um, and he saw that evaporate down to about 30 seconds, 40 seconds in the end. So, um, wow. that's what I love about the 50 K event is that it's really not over until it's over. So much can happen. And, um, you can think that you're doing fine. And a kilometer later, your body can be completely shutting down on you. So, yeah. um, it, it, it keeps it exciting. And what an accomplishment coming in third place at the Olympics is amazing, but I'm talking about just being at the Olympics is an accomplishment that alone is crazy. And during a pandemic, no less, obviously something that Evan will never forget. Here he talks about the things that stand out from being in Tokyo for the Olympics. Um, yeah, it's, it's really tough. Like going into the games in this environment, obviously there was a lot of uncertainty about what it would look like and, and how safe it would be. And, um, you know, a big thing for me was just understanding that it was going to be a different Olympics for the people of Tokyo. Um, you know, the Olympics are a multi-billion dollar price tag that are left upon a city. Um, and going into the game, it was a city that didn't want to host them. You know, the majority of Tokyo residents were against the games happening. So I was really kind of conscious of that and knowing that, that I was kind of going into, you know, going into Tokyo is a bit of a intruder almost. Mm -hmm. um, so what's been really interesting to see is, is how the city and, and, and the country seemed to, uh, you know, at least from what, from my perspective, what I could see seemed to rally behind the games once they started and, and rally behind the athletes and the stories and, and, and find the positive in it. Um, and then, yeah, to come home and, and to hear that team Canada had zero, um, zero positive cases within our, within our bubble and, and to know that we kept it safe. And, and that means that we're, we'll have kept, uh, you know, the residents of Tokyo safe and all that. It's, it's a, it's a nice feeling because it was, there was a, all those things were sort of uncertain, um, when I was heading there. So, um, there's a bit of a re relief and a bit of, uh, gratitude, I guess, coming home are probably the two biggest feelings. I think the full talk with Evan Dunphy is about 22 minutes long. You can see it and hear it because we did it on Zoom on our social media platforms, all under at Toddcast Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. You can also see it or hear it, I guess, on ToddHancock.ca. We got into a lot of stuff, how his first concert was the Chili Peppers, binge watching Ted Lasso, great show. 
Our Lady Peace and System of a Down came up beyond race walking and the Olympics. Joe Thornton is my second cousin. Nice. Uh, so that's really, really cool. So we used to get to go to, to games and uh, go down to the dressing room. And, and when he was uh, training with Team Canada before the 2006 Olympics, uh, we got to go and meet, uh, yeah, I got to meet Steve Eiserman and uh, Sackick and uh, took an elevator of Wayne Gretzky and all that stuff. So, so for 16 year old Evan, that was the coolest thing imaginable. That's totally cool. So are you a big hockey fan, obviously with playing, you know, with the boys and stuff, but are you like, you, are you, when, when I don't, the Canucks are playing, it's, it's game on. I don't watch so much anymore. Um, I, I just, because I travel so much, um, a lot of the time I'm, I'm not here for most of the season and, and then can't really get my head into it. So, um, I've definitely fallen off. I'm definitely someone who I will play any sport. Um, and I will watch any sport if it matters. So playoffs, I'll watch world championship darts. I will, you know, if right, it's right. a game that matters, exciting um, sports yeah i will i will watch it but regular season stuff where it's just kind of going through the motions and that i can't bring myself these days sporting guest visits of the Toddcast podcast are powered by joyce heating services a family-owned and operated heating business serving the lower mainland since 1960 online at joyceheating.com Show me.
by Milano Coffee, bringing you the finest espresso and coffee concepts in the world, online at milanocoffee.ca. And now, listen to this on the Toddcast Podcast. If you watch UFC fights, you'll know about Randa Marcos. She is tough. She was born in Iraq, moved to Canada when she was three years old. She competed in the Ultimate Fighter 20 finale where she lost a close split decision, but you've seen her fight in UFC 186, a win, UFC 202, a loss, lots of wins, some losses on UFC on Fox, UFC Fight Nights as well. She's scheduled to fight October 23rd at UFC Fight Night 196. And when Randa was a guest, we talked about the benefits of using CBD oil. We talked about aliens growing up in Windsor, Ontario, binge watching horror movies and paranormal witness. She talked about watching tape of her opponents before they fight, being a contestant on the Ultimate Fighter TV show. And Randa talked about when she thought that parents should enroll kids in martial arts. Listen to this. I think right away. Really? <laughs> like, really, you, you really learn a lot about yourself. Like, whether it's wrestling or, like, jujitsu or judo or anything like that, it's really, really, it, it really helps kids grow and helps you stay away from other things, like stay away from drugs and stuff. I had a pretty rough upbringing, and, and that wrestling definitely kept me away from a lot of things and helped me, helped me find myself. So I really think, like, Right away, the sooner the better. Right, that's cool. But, but definitely don't push your kids into it. Let them just find it. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC approved repair shop. Find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com. I'm looking for a real love, and I'm just running around getting drunk, chucking buzz. Oh, I'm looking for a real love and real love Stop me. 
So don't tell me Love is a game Something you do cause you're lonely No, don't say to me Our love is vain Something we do when we're lonely Love not just something you do cause you're lonely Love not just something you do cause you're lonely Cause you're lonely Cause you're lonely No, cause you're lonely Cause you're lonely No, cause you're lonely Cause you're lonely No, cause you're lonely I'm looking for a real love And I'm just rubbing around Getting drunk, talking bugs I mean, really, if you can't have fun while those guys are around, you may want to check The Pulse. The band is The Boom Booms, and an older track for those guys called Real Love, easily one of my favorite Vancouver bands of all time. Catch those guys in November at the Hollywood Theater. And if you're following the band at all, you know that that's a surprise. They, I think it was about a year, year and a bit ago, maybe two years back now, they called it quits. So I wonder if that means they'll be making some new music. Sure hope so. Played you a band called Reverend and the Rebel and a new song for those guys called Ride or Die. And if you're going like, why do I recognize that guy's voice? That's because it's Shane, the singer of Crankshaft, who we've played a ton on this podcast. He started up that project with Jay Diekman, who's a local kick-ass drummer, and they will be playing some shows I'm hearing very soon. Speaking of live music, find live and live stream shows with the indie scene at toddhancock.ca. Slowly but surely, that scene is coming alive. And if you're going to play a show, maybe you're checking out a show and it's indie, let us know about it. That is brought to you by Mystic Rhythms Rehearsal Studios, 40 plus years experience in the music industry. Find out more about them through mysticrhythms.ca. Okay, our final guest of this episode 252 is holistic health coach Irene J. This week's entertainment and lifestyle guest. That is brought to you by Sacred Meds, the best craft cannabis and psilocybin dispensary in Canada. Use that code TODDCAST. You will get 10% off your entire order through sacredmeds.com. There's hash and gummies and I mean it's it's pretty awesome. Now, Irene and I have been friends for years. I am a fan of what she's all about. Check out IreneJ.com. That's I-R-E-N-E-J-A-Y.com. You'll see that she talks about a three-step process to having a healthy relationship with your body. One, awareness. Listen to your body. Two, strategies. Get a game plan. Three, integration execute said game plan. If you're not following something or like a good foundation or a baseline, your body's going to be telling you a million different things. So it's really good to kind of, again, come back to the self-awareness, right? If you have that self-awareness piece, you might be hearing like, shit, I'm drinking a little bit too much. It's a bit too much beer in my diet. (laughs) 
right. you're going to be asking for way too much shit at that point. So if you can kind of slow it down and then again, have your baseline, then you can hear those cues even more. So, right. Like, am I hungry right now? Am I actually just thirsty? Um, do I need to eat a vegetable? It's just like, it's so simple and it's just like the most foundational thing, but we keep thinking we need all of these other extremes, but we really don't. Right. And what did you find for you personally? What, what was the main thing for you to be able to get healthier, lose the weight? Uh, what was that one tipping point? Okay. Well, for losing the weight for me was just integrating fitness every single day. And it was small at the beginning, but again, the whole point was for me to find something that I could do consistently. I didn't want to go too hard at the beginning because I knew I would get discouraged. I'd get too sore and then I wouldn't want to do it. So I started with as simple as 15 minutes of walking every day on a treadmill, not outside because I wanted to get into the habit of putting on the gym clothes, going to the gym, just that act of that routine. And then that became habit. And then I started to build on that. And once that started to make me feel good because it just will, then you're like, well, I don't want to eat the shitty food. I want to feel good. So I'm going to make the better decision. And then it just keeps piling and piling and piling. Right. It's just a pattern. It's that just get your body used to that style. It is a pattern for sure. And uh, it's not glamorous, (laughs) but it works. No, it's true. It's true. I I saw on your, I think it was today or maybe it was yesterday, your Facebook story where you're talking about having a slow cooker and and all that. And it made me laugh. What, what are your cheat foods? Oh, I love French fries. It's no secret. Like anytime I go out with my friends, they're like, we're obviously ordering fries. I'm like, is it even a question? (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, definitely fries. (laughs) Well, by the way, you can follow Irene on Instagram at Irene J underscore. Again, that's I-R-E-N-E-J-A-Y underscore. She's truly inspirational. She's real, authentic. Sometimes she swears in her videos, which is fine by me. What do they say? It's like a a sign of intelligence to the degree that language is correlated with intelligence, meaning that if you're good at language, you'll be good at generating swear words. And if you've hung out with me for any length of time, you'll know that, hey, I'll take it. Back to Irene, she's going to be uploading new content to her website very soon. You know, one of my core values is just always finding something that's sustainable. So there's a lot of flashy um, products or modalities or diets or whatever, and they seem like a really good option, but you have to get really real with yourself. Like, okay, what's blocking me? Why is it blocking me? What do I need to change in my environment? And am I actually going to stick to this for an extended period of time? And if the answer is no, then you need to adjust or find something else or find a practitioner who can help integrate the strategies into your life. It's not, there's no one way for anybody at any given time. No, no, for sure. And how many, how many people are you helping out right now? Um, right now I just have a couple of clients under my wing. I'm not taking one-on-ones so much right now. I'm building a course online that I'm going to be selling. So I've just been focusing on that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And and surfing your, your website today, irenej.com, irenej.com. You talk about this uh, three-step process to having a a healthy relationship with your body. First and foremost, you've got awareness, strategies, integration. There are a ton of incredible transformations on your website as well. You're saying that you're heavier and you're you're slimmer now. Uh, You must be, I mean, that must be one of the main things like that you're proud of, hey? Oh, absolutely. Um, And, you know, this process was, 
one of those, again, one of those profound moments where I was just like, look, like there's no one strategy that's going to work for anybody at all times. But I think if you can think of those three steps, break down the self-awareness and really get centered with yourself and your intentions and who you truly are, then you can integrate these habit-based strategies and very simple stuff. And uh, it can just become your lifestyle. It doesn't have to be this forced sort of, um, yeah, this forced routine. The full talk with holistic health coach Irene J is now posted. It's close to 20 minutes, I think. You can hear it and see it, another Zoom chat, at our iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube accounts. As we always do, we went a little bit further than what Irene is known for, health, wellness. We talked about binging new girl and sex life. Michael Jackson came up. We talked about the ideal first date and that one question that I love hearing people talk about their first concert. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. It was Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And how old were you for that? Oh, I think I was in the fourth grade. So what's that? Like nine years old, 10 years yeah, old? Something like that, yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. And felt really cool coming to the city. Let me tell you. What, what a story with her. And, and didn't it was like just in the last week or so that she got her life back Her fucking dad's not in her life, controlling her money That's anymore crazy. and shit. Like everyone was just chalking her up to be absolutely nuts, but man, I feel bad for her. Like, how could you crazy. not feel bad for her? And just like, she's just like an entertainment mule. It's terrible. Right. Like when you actually Awful. get into that story and the hashtag free Brittany, like yeah. we, if you haven't searched it out, people that are listening to this podcast, like, Go search out. I mean, now it's a bit of an older hashtag, but I'm sure you can still find stuff. Hashtag yeah. free Britney is fucking eye opening. It's insane. I know it's so it's, it's fucked up. It's actually really disgusting and quite telling of what uh, that industry must have in their dark corners. Oh, totally. I right? mean, it's just, yeah, it's just head shaking for sure. Yeah, totally. Toddcast podcast entertainment guest visits are powered by sacred meds, the best cannabis and psilocybin dispensary in Canada. Available online at sacredmeds.com. Use promo code TODDCAST at checkout for 10% off everything in store. Looking for a glass of whiskey With some ice to cool me down I just love to make noise Time to turn up any time of day If y'all can't take it, then get out of our way I got trouble on my mind Sick and tired of your nine to five Let's burn it down tonight Cause we ain't stopping till it's light Nothing but trouble on my mind Town of business and run one up real tight. We're marking territory wherever we go tonight. Nothing but trouble with the Red Bulls boys. Crazy mother.
Cause I just love to make noise Time to turn up any time of day If y'all can't take it, then get out of our way I got trouble on my mind Sick and tired of your nine to five Let's burn it down tonight Cause we ain't stopping till it's light Nothing but trouble on my mind for those boys they're called redwoods and the song is nothing but trouble you can catch them at the rickshaw theater next month october 15th they will be playing with sleep circle Stickman, damsel and collision course that should be a rowdy night sounds fun we had a really good talk with buck cherry singer josh todd i think it was about maybe a few weeks back now they're coming to vancouver october 5th to play at the imperial josh is a guest next week yeah, my parents divorced when I was three. So um, at my mom's house, uh, she would put on music and clean the house. That's when I really started getting into music. And uh, my sister and I would just play and listen to, she listened to uh, Kenny Rogers. I remember the Gambler record, uh, yeah, Willie Nelson, um, Rod Stewart. Um, you know, I listened to all, all those records. And when I went over to see my dad, he would be listening to the Eagles. The first record he got me, was Eagles in the long run. So um, I really like the Eagles back yeah, then as well. So uh, yeah, um, those were some of the, some of the records. Yeah. The, uh, the death of uh, Glenn Fry, I think that might've hit me the, that or like Cornell, I think probably. Yeah. Both great artists, of course, tough, you know, um, tough pills to swallow. It's, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Joining Buck Cherry singer Josh Todd next week from your BC Lions. Well, we actually haven't talked to a player yet, but we'll get that dialed up this week. And podcaster, movie critic Steve Stebbing. You could almost credit Steve with being the catalyst for me starting up the Toddcast. So if you've got a problem with us, maybe bring it up with Steve. Wanted to give a big thanks to this week's guests as well, Danko Jones, Always a pleasure to talk, dude. Been a fan for years. And of course, it's super cool that you're as approachable and as nice as you are. Tokyo 2020 Race Walk bronze medalist, Evan Dunphy. Dude, thank you for taking some time. We're all super proud. And we hope you make the 2024 Paris Olympics. And holistic health coach, Irene J, you are the best. Thank you so much for taking some time to jump on this week and keep those positive online posts coming. You're great at what you do. 
And that's going to do it for this one, episode 252. My name is Todd Hancock. Thank you so much for listening. Again, it's slightly different. The layout is a little bit different than what we've historically done. This podcast is now more of a Cole's notes of the interviews that we do, I guess, in the hopes that you'll check out the full interviews through, again, through SoundCloud and Spotify and iTunes and everything else. We also like to highlight Vancouver's indie scene and the indie music. So if you've liked what you heard, please tell your friends. You can subscribe again, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. We're also part of the Dean Blundell network out of Toronto at deanblundell.com. Dean is killing it. He has like the number three, I believe the number three podcast in Canada for news right now, which is freaking amazing. Comment and rate the podcast, search it out through Toddcast Podcast. A huge thanks to all of our awesome sponsors. We straight up couldn't do it without their support. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. Contact info is at the homepage. And if you help us find a sponsor, we will give you a commission based on the initial ad buy and the initial sponsorship. If you know a business, maybe you run a business that gets the return on investment on social media, hit us up. Till next week, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. The Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and bookmark toddhancock.ca. 